0: AM 790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now here's your host Bronwyn Dannenfelser.
1: Well, hello, 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 and good afternoon, and welcome to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, the newest one-hour talk show and entertainment program on AM 790, your station for talk and business. Every Wednesday, we will be here with you and bringing you behind the scenes uh, of Waterfire and letting you know about the upcoming events. And we've got a really uh, special Waterfire happening this weekend, don't we, Barnaby?
0: Oh, it's going to be really great. We're really looking forward to this collaboration with the Unitarian Universalists in your grand assembly? Is it what
1: it's General Assembly. General Assembly. Yes, so we've got some great guests here who I'm going to immediately introduce you to. And I, well, I'll start with you, Barnaby, my co-host, and I always think that everybody must know who you are, but you are the creator of Waterfire. Fire. Um, and we have also with us the Reverend Dr. Teresa Cooley, uh, Program and Strategy Officer for the Uni- Unitarian Universalist Association. Uh, you're a parish minister for 15 years and served as a direct executive for five years and became Director of Congregational Life at the UUA in 2010. That's mm-hmm. quite impressive. Thank we, you. <laughs> we also have here, um, the Reverend James Ford, who is a senior minister of the First Unitarian Church of Providence, Rhode Island, and a UU World Online columnist, a Zen Buddhist priest, very interesting, and senior guiding teacher of The Boundless Way of Zen. Uh, and you also authored c- quite a few books as well. Five now. Wow. Well, congratulations. Um, and we've got some of them listed here. Uh, if you're lucky, your heart or is it If You're Lucky, or Your Heart Will Break, Field Notes from a Zen Life? Um, and what's the Monkey Mind blog?
2: Uh, it's a, many years ago when I was on, a, a going on sabbatical, somebody said, geez, you know, James, you want to keep in touch with the gang, so why don't you start a blog? And I'm actually living proof that any idiot who can string three or four words together <laughs> in a moderately coherent manner can blog.
1: Right on. Right <laughs> on. Well, you know, I want to thank you very much, because your group is sponsoring Water Fire this weekend. And again, I was saying it's a very special fire because there's a very special message. Um, and can you share a little bit more about what that message is? Teresa.
3: Sure. We're just so happy to be sponsors because we're really excited about an opportunity to bring our message of love into the world. And it's a very unusual thing for Unitarian Universalists. We're not used to being on the evangelical edge of things. We're oftentimes very afraid of speaking out about our faith because we don't want people to feel coerced or in any way kind of arm twisted into anything. And so it's been wonderful to have a way of reframing this for ourselves and to say what we really want to do is just stand up and say what we offer is important to the world. And we think that it can be helpful to others, but more importantly, we think we can grow by virtue of being in relationship to others. And so it's a great opportunity for us to to say, here, here we are, and here's what we stand for.
1: So this is probably a, a great time, actually, for people who do not know um, what a Unitarian Universalist is and what your core beliefs are, and, um, and maybe a little bit of history. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? James?
2: Sure, sure. Um, well, b- there's the history of our tradition. There's also our local history, and maybe I'll start there just because... Uh, it's local. We uh, uh, come out of New England Congregationalism. We're kind of the left wing of the of the movement, and what that means is is a Rhode Island story. Uh, even as the the freethinkers and the Baptists arrived here uh, um, with Roger Williams fleeing the theocracy in uh, in Massachusetts, very shortly after the Friends arrived, and then within within the next uh, few decades the the congregationalists who didn't like the theocracy arrived and we were we were gathered in 1720 uh, our first minister was condemned for preaching the damnable doctrine of good works mm-hmm. and okay. our second minister was had been deposed by the uh, standing order in Connecticut for the same right. um, dreadful thought that people should reach out uh, if if to they do good th- works in this life to, to do works on
0: on you know in their neighborhood in the neighborhood and
2: in the world Um, our sense is we we, we find there's a a radical interdependence in in this world we're all woven out of each other our experience of this is the preciousness of each individual and uh, our experience of it is love and as one wise person once said the face of love is justice so for us uh, there's this interior life that um, we look into ourselves into our hearts we see this connection, this amazing connection, and then uh, we feel the need to, to do things. And so you find us involved in the cutting edge often of social issues, uh, um, a little bit ahead of the cultural curve.
1: It's always been that way cause I, as well, right? Because I was reading that you know, big parts of the abolitionist movement, the Universalists and the Unitarians were very big supporters civil of anything. Civil rights general, yes. Yeah.
2: yeah, so we did, right, abolition was very big for us, uh, civil rights issues, women's suffrage was an issue, and then in recent years we, we were a principal spiritual voice in favor of marriage equality.
0: And also environmental issues, public very health issues. Very um, big, very big. I, and... Just to re um, reemphasize what you said, this is very much in Roger Williams' tradition of founding Rhode Island as a haven for those people persecuted for their beliefs, and it is a astonishing testimony to Roger Williams' vision and expansive um, sort of welcoming of these thoughts of the and. Roger Williams quite famously didn't think much of the Quakers. Do we know what he thought of this doctrine of good works? I would think it would be very compatible with
2: Actually his thinking. Actually, I think he he liked the separation of church and state. Absolutely. Um, yes. I don't think he liked anybody else, actually. <laughs> well, he did
0: leave the Baptist Church after not too many years of oh, founding I, it. Yes. I think
2: it was a good 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah uh,
0: exactly. But,
2: but, but he, what he did was... Uh, he, as an inspiration to all of us, is that you can, you can have a value judgment. You can say, this is how I believe the world really is. And that doesn't mean that I have a right to oppress you because exactly you disagree right. with me.
0: And I think one of his legacies is this sense of questing, of asking intelligent questions, and of realizing that it is productive and indeed constructive to change your mind and to reevaluate the situation.
3: And that's the core of Unitarian Universalists on both sides of how we got founded was the concept that people can think for themselves, that they can experience their world for themselves. They don't have to be told by any kind of church structure, or any kind of hierarchy, or even eventually the Bible. That you know, it really is about how you can trust your own experience and trust your own reason in community with others and in relationship with others. And that's a, a very radical message, and still is. It's
0: a. It's a, you've been a. We were starting with the Rhode Island example, but the Unitarian movement has much deeper roots than that, um, starting in Europe. And would you want to fill in the well, context? Sure. For
2: that? So our, um, we, we have our mythic ancestors, which right. are uh, um, pretty much anybody who stood up.
0: Okay, but, yep. <laughs> but
2: then there are two independent movements uh, of Unitarianism. There was a Reformation movement and then a later Enlightenment movement. And the Reformation movement is a Hungarian-speaking phenomenon and is a very progressive kind of Christianity that uh, um, exists to this very day in in Hungary and and Hungarian-speaking parts of other countries, particularly Transylvania mm-hmm. in uh, um, 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 Romania. Uh, but our actual history begins in 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 England and the United States as a, as an Enlightenment phenomenon, and we uh, were people who who um, believed God gave us a brain, and we started looking uh, deeply at at what that meant. And frequently for us, so salvation becomes this real question: what 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 is the point? And we started to look at Jesus's life rather than the story about his death and resurrection as as the real point and and so we became followers of of Jesus's religion as best we could determine it rather than the religion about Jesus
0: and, and Jesus's um, emphasis on good works on community engagement on education
2: that's And, correct. and building community from the beginning yeah. from the beginning the these become the, the great issues uh, um, the great William Ellery Channing one of our founding teachers uh, uh, spoke of salvation by character and, and for us, that becomes just enormously uh, important. Now, we also have this other current universalism, which I think we cannot, cannot ever ignore in, the, in, in contemporary Unitarian Universalism. In fact, you, I would say, while our shorthand name often is Unitarian, our heart theology is Universalist. Um, and this is love reaches out. This is love over creed. Um, this is seeing how we're connected and how we are, our our lives are completely determined by uh, how we rely upon one another.
1: And this is fascinating. Just hearing about the history. We're going to have to take a quick break right now. Um, you're listening to Water Fire ignites Rhode Island, and cannot wait to get back hear more about the fire and how we're going to tie in the Universalist and the Unitarian uh, scriptures. Hello and welcome back to Water, Fire, Ignites Rhode Island. I'm sitting here with Barnaby Evans and the Rev. Dr. Teresa Cooley, as well as the Rev. James Ford. Um, All members of the Unitarian Universalists, who are the sponsors of this weekend's Water Fire, again, which is very uh, special. And it's all about love uh, and sharing the love and spreading the love. So, we've been pretty much talking about the history uh, of the group and really what your scriptures and credos and doctrines are. Um, And and we were just talking when we were off air about how um, all inclusive uh, you are and really big into social justice and doing things good for the community. And Barnaby and I were saying, uh, and we said this when we we were first approached by you, and we knew that you had you've got a convention of five thousand people here, right? That's and right, right now. I right now all, you know, from all over the United States, all, all over the
2: world, all actually. over the world.
0: Right. Right. O- okay, good. I wasn't clear on that. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And then again, using that the theme, love reaches out. I just have to ask you this: Did you? Why WaterFire? When when you were coming and planning the, uh, the the convention, did you say we're going to go to Rhode Island and try to definitely just hook into WaterFire because there's something very similar there? Or
2: oh, we saw that immediately. Also, we of course have members of our congregation who've been deeply involved in WaterFire. Uh, for P- shout out to Peter Venner. bless you, Peter, for mentioning it <laughs> early uh, and getting us uh, focused on seeing what an amazing. Uh, connection, what an amazing synergy uh, of the use of the images of light, the images of community, uh, are exactly what, uh, what moves us. Uh, yeah. Peter's been a long-time volunteer for Waterfire, maybe
0: 16 years, as a boat captain and as advisor and a board member, and as also um, really s- showing that sort of sense of servant leadership and engagement in the
2: community, which uh,
0: we value and certainly the Unitarian Universalists also value.
2: Well, and for me, of course, he always sits there in the, from where I'm sitting, the upper left-hand balcony where he can look down on me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I where I'm looking at um, the rundown for people who don't know the, the fires. Um, Sunset's rather late because we're in June, uh, and so the fires will be lit somewhere close to a little bit before 9. But there's a lot of different things that we're doing um, with your group, which are really representative of what you're trying to bring to the community. Um, I know that there's a Make Way for Love worship service that is actually happening before the that's fire, right. and that's at the convention center, right? Or is that's it right. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts uh,
0: Dun- or a convention center? Dunkin'. Yes, Duncan, so the Dunkin' Donuts. The uh, Dunkin'
1: Donuts, uh, Donuts Center, and that's open for everybody. Absolutely. Everybody's welcome. Yeah, and I, you know, for, th- th- for those of you who are interested in learning more uh, about the Unitarian Universalist. I think what a great way to just kind of dip your toe in the water and and see what it's all about. And especially with that many people, I can only imagine the good energy that's going to be in that room before you make your way over to Water Fire in a procession. Um, And all these different ways that we can engage the community. And again, in a very loving and kind way um, I know that there is going to be places for people to be doing chalk drawings um, all throughout the installation so on Steeple Street and on Washington Street um, another beautiful thing that I really love that you brought to the table here was uh, the suggestion of places for meditation mm-hmm. along the installation where people can just sit probably amongst the Luminaria right Barnaby and, mm-hmm. and be contemplative and um, you know and also share Messages of love and tolerance and acceptance, and then Barnaby, I am like so impressed that you have put together this sing-along. There's going to be a sing-along. We
0: we have. It's not just us, but just talking about that. Waterfire has such symbolic um, connection to your messages as well. This idea of the entire community being welcome to come together, no price of admission, everyone is welcome, everyone's participation is valued, and and I would say even
2: more than valued. Mm Celebrated. Absolutely Celebrated and absolutely, absolutely necessary. Yeah. We need each yeah. other.
0: We absolutely need each other. And that was the original idea of seeing a downtown that people had somewhat turned their back on and were somewhat negative about and felt was dangerous. And in actual fact, it was just empty. People physically weren't there. And we needed to come together. And when that happens, a certain magic happens. And when we add the magic of light and flame... And the civic ritual of people volunteering to come together to bring light into a community, both through action of cleaning up the park and planting plants and cleaning up the river and the environment, but also in building a fire together and gathering in that light, we reflect each other's glory. And uh, I've always, I was so delighted when Peter first told us you were considering this, which must have been three years ago. Mm-hmm. We've been looking forward to this. So there was a lot of synchrony and engagement and catalytic sort of ferment going on so we're, we're really, very excited about it. And Brahman, you asked about the um, shared voices program we're doing where we've taken five songs familiar to many people, but certainly several of them are directly from the universal uh, the Unitarian Universalist um, volume of uh, songs. And we are inviting everyone, including the 5,000 members of the convention, as well as over 100 singers from choirs around the community, to all join together in shared voices on the river, singing these five songs which have a theme of love. And that is going to happen at 9.05, I believe, right after we, uh, we light. We're scheduled to light at 8.50. And then we will sing these five songs together. You'll have the words to them will be on the Waterfire phone app, waterfire.org. If you look to the music program, all the music is listed, but also... Each of the lyrics for the songs are there, so you can, you're can you invited to follow along and join us, and we'll see what happens.
1: And he included the Beatles, <laughs> unheard of. All you
0: need is love. <laughs> but
1: that should we're be a lot of fun. We're going to conclude
0: with, uh, all you need is love. Uh, and uh, it's we've wanted to do something like this for some time, and I'll be very interested to see how successful it is. I'm sure it'll be successful. It'll be, oh, it's going to be wonderful. Yeah, be fun.
2: And for us, what I love is that we're inning it with all you need is love, and and we know while that is absolutely completely true, and you need to act. You know, the absolutely. face of love. The face of love is justice. And so for us, this the first act is coming together. Yeah. The 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 second act is reaching out into the world. But we need that that spot. We need. Water, fire. We need worship. We need these opportunities where we we can gather. And our tradition, of course, is more naturalistic. We see the the great mystical traditions as ordinary human experience. And and you all have caught this so well and Mm -hmm. and so beautifully that we find it's just an absolute perfect fit for us.
3: And it's a wonderful thing to see how embodied this is because, I mean, what we have done in the past with some of our witness events is really focus on an issue of justice, which is obviously important to us. But the artistic element that you bring to Waterfire is what is so appealing because then it's, it embodies exactly what James is saying, that we start with the full person and that full personhood is really necessary to be able to really embody this kind of love. And I, I, I think about um, some of the marches, the civil rights marches, for example, which some people went back to some of the reenactments recently and said, well, wait a minute, there's something missing from these. And it was the music. Right. And there was not a kind of shared musical experience that people had. And so I think what's going to be so lovely about this is that it speaks to the whole person, visually, aurally, in all of those different kinds of ways. So that's incredibly exciting for us.
0: You know, in designing Waterfire, we try to create something that impacts on all five senses and also engages the full human spirit in both giving and seeing and dancing and singing and the power of music to engage us all. And uh, you do the same thing in your, your works and your services. So When we do it right. Yeah, well.
1: You must be doing uh, yeah. something, so right, with yeah. all these with these 5,000 people coming from all over the nation and internationally.
0: We are inviting people all night long to make a contribution and to light a luminaria so that we will have this theme of people taking action, bringing light into the world, and adding to the evening and making it part of their evening and their observance and their memory of this night uh, as an ongoing um, testimony to working in concert towards a common goal.
1: And we're going to take another short break right now. Um, but I did want people to be aware that we welcome your call-ins and your questions if you'd like to speak to any of us um, today for the rest of the show and find out a little bit more about what's happening and how you can participate. Um, the number is 437 and we'll be talking to you soon.
0: Now. Back to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Call Bronwyn now at 401-437-5000 or 888-345-0790 on AM790 Talk and Business.
1: And welcome back. You're listening to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island, and we are sitting here having a wonderful conversation with the Reverend Dr. Teresa Cooley, as well as the Reverend James Ford, both from the Unitarian Universalists who are sponsoring Water Fire this weekend, a very special Water Fire standing on the side of love. And I wanted to ask you, what really does that mean? Can can you tell me what what it means to you, to the group, or...
3: What that has meant to us most recently, for five years now, we've been establishing a campaign structure, which is not about a particular issue. What we've been wanting to do with Standing on the Side of Love is to give people a theme and essentially a brand that they can stand behind that says, this is what it means for us to stand in partnership with people who are oppressed, with people who need care, with any kind of expression of love that we want to offer into the world. So it may be about marriage equality. It may be about immigration. It may be about many other issues of the day, but it, what it means is that people can look at that and say, standing on the side of love, we recognize that, we see what that means, and it's also meant to be a partnership with other faith traditions, inviting people to stand on the side of love with us. So that, that structure has been in place for five years, and it actually started after a terrible shooting at the Tennessee Valley Church. Um, where a, a man full of, of hate came in with a shotgun and, and killed several people in one of our congregations. And we decided we wanted to set up an, a structure for love in response to that hate. And so that's been going now for five years, and we're really excited to see that take root and to celebrate and see how we can take that further into the world.
0: Well, we'll be lighting at 850 with a torch that's lit from the chalice at the Duncan Center Service. Um, and then we will be lighting to. There is more love somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is the song that we will be doing for the the opening. And, and
1: yeah, and we've got a call in, um, believe it or not, and it is the Reverend D calling in from North Providence. Um, Reverend D, do we have you on the phone? I am here. Well, hello. Ready, ready to go. You ready for this weekend?
4: Oh, I am. I'm very involved in this weekend. I'm a waterfire volunteer and uh, I'm also a Presbyterian minister and uh uh let's hear it for our uh, Unitarian uh, Universalist folks uh, about the importance of the radical face of love which is justice but coming from a Calvinist from the Bronx <laughs> uh we uh, say uh that um justice must always and ever walk love's talk
1: that's so, very um, good. Anyway, I, I, that. I,
4: I wanted to do a little follow-up, uh, with James, uh, because I had the privilege of being part of a, a wonderful worship service at, uh, uh at On his Benefit congregation Street, yeah. the other day. And, um, um, so it was really an um, inspiring, uh, time for me. And I'd like you maybe to talk a little bit because it struck me, uh, especially, um, uh, Regarding closing cycles and, and circles, I happen to be a Vietnam vet, and uh, so one of the things that's been a part of my transformation is, is in fact, closing some circles and moving on. But along with that, what is it, as we close one circle or one cycle and then move on to the next, what binds and, and holds those, uh, those circles together? So, James,
2: you're on. Oh, thank you, Reverend D. Uh, I, first off, I want to say, I, I, the, the Presbyterian Church and the Unitarian Church, before the mer- great merger for us of the Unitarians and Universalists, were are always, uh, uh, we, we each like to think we're the learned tradition. <laughs> so, so there's some well, competition. we both
4: something that we don't have the whole truth and nothing
2: but. And, and, that's, and that's where we've, I think, that's where we've stumbled by accident into <laughs> wisdom and uh you know i i think you're touching on you know really heart issues uh, for me there there really aren't circles we don't really close circles life life uh is from in my experience uh a, a, more like a spiral we keep returning to 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 the motifs and the and the and the events uh, that have shaped us in our lives, but but uh, if we're lucky, if we're fortunate, if our heart has broken appropriately, uh, we 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 come at a slightly different angle, a, a slightly more mature place. So so the the hurt that we've experienced in the you know in the wars or or or, or personally or whatever has has small or great, right. uh, we come well. back. We come back in a wiser way. We we don't walk away from it. It, it, but it doesn't completely close. There are some wounds that never complete completely cover over, nor should they.
4: Uh, well, you know, James, I I had a uh, spiritual mentor who was a certainly a Vietnam vet like myself, who held a black belt in karate, and um, he um, connected me to use to thinking about. Circles. I understand uh, your your uh, sense of cycles, but our uh, Native American uh, brothers and sisters um, uh, talked about the importance of closing circles, um, and so that's that's why I was um, in tune with uh, with that spiritual uh, concept. Um,
0: and closing in the sense of completing a circle so that we have full containment or closing a circle in the sense of setting it aside because we have finished conf- you know solving or discussing this issue
4: well closing um, what I understand um, is that uh, you as you close a circle and there's a part of of closure on that and so given what you have learned and then we'll bring get some closure on that and then move on uh to another circle um a, a number of my vet uh, friends uh identify with that concept uh although indeed certainly, i certainly believe they also would connect with uh with James and uh, his um, his sense of of of, of cycles
2: And I know we can't spend a whole lot of time. Oh no, no, I know that. But I, 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 you know, I was nodding, but I realized on radio you don't. Nodding doesn't help. <laughs> uh, we, there,
0: there
2: there are multiple truths and images and and I think the water water fire connection here is that is that image you know each image that we use I use the the idea of spiral in in my mm-hmm. my sermon on Sunday mm-hmm. uh, your image of circle here is you know very compelling and 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 absolutely true. And if any of these images are pushed too hard, uh, we 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 move away from you know from the truth that they're pointing pointing toward. And what I love about Waterfire is that it uses all these images without holding them hard. There, exactly. it, it's very open. Uh, uh, you don't force an interpretation. You allow yeah. the image to present itself, and we live with that for a while, and then
0: and we hope
2: to build a well, harmony we don't, of these different images. Interpre- certainly, to uh, to become
0: um, imprisonment,
4: Well imprisonment or a, a fundamental kind of a fundamentalism that does not allow for inspiration and the moving of the spirit. Right. Anyway, thank you, folks. Uh, blessings and uh, keep igniting Rhode Island. Simplify and and James uh, and uh, friends there. I hope to see you down by the riverside.
0: You will.
1: <laughs> thank you, Reverend D.
0: Thank you, Reverend D. All right, bye bye. You know, one of the things that the Unitarian Universalists will be offering is this program about bowls. Reverend, would you like to explain a little bit more about this?
3: Sure, sure. And in some ways it relates to what we were just talking about. We have a program called Empty Bowls. Actually, we we, um, partner with the Empty Bowl program, which is all about um, offering beautiful bowls that were handmade um, for people to buy to symbolize the emptiness of people's Stomachs literally, that that there is great hunger out there, and we want to ignite people's desire to fill those bowls with generosity and with the nourishment that people need. So they're an opportunity for people to make a contribution and to also symbolize their solidarity with people in need.
0: So those funds then go to build programs for... Feeding people exactly. and uh, uh, servicing other needs across exactly. the world?
3: Exactly, across okay. the world. Mm-hmm. And
0: at the same time, there's a, an artfully made object to remind one of the importance of this commitment and the experience you've had. Exactly. It's a wonderful marriage of uh, service and art and statement all at once.
2: And the bulls are all over the place. There there, there, are s- f- in there bulls from amazing artists, I mean, actual brilliant artists and and bulls from 6 year old children Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, and we will be featuring them on the Washington Street Bridge in a mm-hmm. tent, which is open for everybody to come in and take a look at, which is right across the street from the arts festival that we've been doing that opens at 6 o'clock yes. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I encourage people to come look at local Rhode Island artists, but make sure they come find the special exhibition that we're doing with the Unitarian Universalists about the empty bowl and to reflect on our larger mission of caring and engagement. Uh, another thing that I do want to take a moment to mention is the Unitarian Universalist uh, Convention has brought up from Washington D.C. a very interesting duo called Emma's Revolution, and they will be uh, our first performance of this season on the Steeple Street stage this nice. coming Saturday night. The, at 7 p.m., Sultans of Sax will be playing from 7 to 9, and then from 9:15 on, Emma's Revolution will be performing. And there's a great description of them here I wanted to share with you. Uh, Emma's Revolution, smart, funny, and informative, like Rachel Maddow and John Stewart, only with guitars. And better voices. <laughs> we will see. I'm looking forward to hearing them. I've, uh, we will be playing several of their songs uh, with their permission on the Waterfire soundtrack. They'll be world premieres. They were just recorded two days ago. Came straight from the mixing of uh, the Audio Lab. And uh, that's the sort of... Um, process where we love to take an opportunity to talk about the entire range and history of the Unitarian Universalist movement. These artists from Washington, D.C., the Sultans of Sax have been a great band we've been able to celebrate uh, before, and this larger coming together in, uh, I'll use the word in communion, but in a, in a gentle communion of discussion, concern, uh, learning, sharing, and we're so pleased to have this partnership developed. But we, by the way, I did want to make a note. We think every annual ga- general gathering should be a water fire. In <laughs> we, we, okay. we agree. Okay. All right.
2: At least the... the
1: well. well, hold on to that thought one second. second. Been, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you, and we're going to come back and close out the show with you and just give everyone those last-minute little bits of information on what they can see this Saturday and um, how they can participate in this incredible event. Welcome back to Water, Fire Ignites Rhode Island. I'm Bronwyn Feltzer and I'm here with Barnaby Evans and the Reverend Dr. Teresa Cooley and the Reverend James Ford. And what a great show. We are so excited not only for the fire coming up, but just that you were able to join us today and, and you know, share a little bit uh, about Unitarian Universalism. Um, and again, I'd like to know, is there anything else that you think you'd like our listeners to know about this weekend, how they can participate and all of the events you have going on?
3: I would love to invite everyone to join us for worship on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock in the Dunkin' Donuts Convention Center. It's open to the public, and it's another way in which you can experience Unitarian Universalism. And we're looking forward to seeing everybody out on the river.
2: And I, I would say also that if this is an intriguing spiritual tradition, uh, there are 19 Unitarian Universalist congregations within 25 miles of, of, of Providence. And if you were to go to UUA.org, Unitarian Universalist Association, UUA.org, there's a directory finder. Get you to uh, to the community closest to you. Although I have been told that First Unitarian in Providence is the best. <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
0: Reverend Ford, how long have you been the uh, the Reverend at First Unitarian? S- six years. Six now. Years. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I know they've uh, um, been very delighted with your sermon and your engagement. And uh, and Reverend Cooley, we're delighted to have you here as well from Boston. Great And pleasure. we're looking forward to having a a wonderful spiritual expression of uh, community in partnership with Unitarian Universalists and the Association and your General Assembly, and also to cast some further light on your practices and your beliefs.
1: Yeah, and I guess just as a quick recap for our listening audiences, um, sunsets at 8:24, 24, and the fires will be lit somewhere around 5 to 9, uh, and there's a uh, the whole list of events that will be happening at Water Fire. But we encourage you, especially with your families, to come down earlier. Um, we have got that beautiful arts festival on Washington Street. The, uh, it's got over 20 local Rhode Island artists uh, showing their wares. And then, of course, Steeple Street, as Barnaby was mentioning earlier in the show, the Sultans of Sax are playing. From seven to nine, and boy, are they fun and energetic! They get, they put that little—I don't know—a zing in a your step, jiggle in your step, That's or right. a zing. Um, and then after that, of course, there's even more great music and all these wonderful, uh, wonderful events um, taking place. So, again, we hope that you come down, join us, and always remember that. Waterfire is a non nonprofit, um, and we need your help in order to keep doing what we do and to bring Waterfire free to you so that we can experience these wonderful events together. So if you're down on site and you see some of our donation stations, please remember, every dollar counts. Just drop a dollar in, maybe two, maybe five, maybe twenty whatever really that you can do. Um, every, every bit helps us to create more programming, and my boss, Barnaby Evans, the creator, is always coming up with great new ideas, so we need to find a way to fund them. <laughs> so anyway, I want to thank everyone so much, uh, for again, for taking the time out today. And any closing thoughts, my friends?
3: It's all about love. It's
2: all about love.
1: All right. Well, you have been listening again to Water, Fire, Ignites Rhode Island. Barnaby, do you have a closing? Well, for? I
0: just want to say thank you to uh, uh, our listeners, but particularly thank the Unitarian Universal Association for what I think will be a fascinating further engagement and embellishment of the mission we've been working on for 20 years in Providence. And I look forward to welcoming 5,000 of your believers into our circle of engagement.
3: Thank you so
1: much. And if you've missed any part of this broadcast, remember www.business790.com. You can listen by podcast. And we look forward to seeing you by the river this weekend. And if not, hopefully we'll be in your homes and you'll be listening next Wednesday. Bye-bye.